Today's episode is sponsored by Airflow Breast Pumps. Did you know that your health insurance will cover the cost of a breast pump? It is true, guys. I promise. In fact, many health insurance plans also cover milk storage bags, breastfeeding prep courses, and more. At Airflow Breast Pumps, you can shop top-rated breast pumps from brands like Medela, Spectra, and Motif without ever opening your wallet. Fill out their quick and easy insurance eligibility form, and they'll take care of the rest. It might just be the easiest thing that you do during your whole pregnancy. Just visit airflowbreastpumps.com slash mommy labor nurse. That's A-E-R-O-F-L-O-W breastpumps.com slash mommy labor nurse to find out why more than 1 million moms have chosen Airflow Breast Pumps to get their pump through insurance. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the tools, knowledge, and confidence you need to erase the unknowns, feel in control, and have an even better birth, no matter how you deliver. My name is Liesl Teen, mom of two, practicing labor and delivery nurse, and your host. From over eight years and counting of working at the bedside, I know that knowledge is the key to an even better birth. So tune in each week to learn about all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from me, a labor and delivery nurse that's seen it all. And now let's get into this week's episode. This week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, we are going to talk about how to prepare for your labor induction by going through some of the do's and don'ts before your big day. Now, some of the do's and don'ts are more obvious than others, but I'm going to be, you know, just as thorough as possible here. But I did just want to put it out there that this list that I'm about to go through is intended for low risk moms, okay, with uncomplicated pregnancies and scheduled inductions. It's a little bit differently when you're high risk and, you know, you have to get induced for this, that, and the other, you know, some medical reason, maybe you're preterm and you have preeclampsia, something like that. And before we dive into these do's and don'ts, just know that if you have a medical induction on the horizon, you can keep learning here on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast in episode 72, which is called Help! What is an Induction? (laughs) That's the name of the episode. But for now, let's jump right in. All right, you guys, are you ready to learn about some of these do's and don'ts? Let's start it off right and talk about some food eating. (laughs) So this is on the do list. Yeah. So if you're coming in for your scheduled induction, I highly encourage you to eat something. Okay. Don't feel like, oh, I'm giving birth today. I can't have anything at all before I go to the hospital. No, girl, eat. Okay. (laughs) Eat before you come into the hospital. There is a good chance that once your induction process really gets going, you either, you know, won't be allowed to eat or you'll be limited to clear liquid items, just depending on, you know, kind of what's going on and depending on where you're at. Some policies surrounding eating during labor do vary from place to place. Okay, so don't hold me to this. But where I work, this is typically the norm, like our induction patients, they can have clear liquids, they're fine as long as they can tolerate whatever they choose to consume. 
they're fine. But obviously, some hospitals are a little bit different than others, and some practices are a little bit different than others. And regardless of what your hospital's policy is or your practice's policy is, a lot of women do experience nausea at some point during labor. So there is a good chance as you kind of get deeper (laughs) into things, you're just not going to really feel like eating, even if you can. Now, to go along with the whole, you know, a lot of women experience nausea at some point during labor, I would avoid, okay, this is now we're going to the don't in terms of eating. I'm going to, I guess, hop back and forth between do's and don'ts. But eating is definitely like a do before labor. But there are certain things that I wouldn't eat. And that means like a big greasy meal, like a bunch of pizza, or you stopped at McDonald's and got a Big Mac or, you know, a bunch of hot dogs or whatever, you know, just you don't want something like super, super crazy heavy on your stomach, because that's just not fun to throw up. Okay. And there's a real chance that whatever goes down there might be making an appearance later. (laughs) So just steer clear of anything too heavy. And obviously, I do want to say there are other situations where your provider might want you to really refrain from eating. So just err on the side of caution and always double check with your provider. You know what's frustrating? Snaps on baby clothes, specifically PJs. Uh huh. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You have some of those PJs that have the snaps on them instead of the zipper, and it is such a pain in the butt to change their diaper in the middle of the night and then snap them all back up. I just hated it. I always preferred zipper PJs, and I just wish they would go out of style. (laughs) But guess what is even better than zipper PJs? magnetic PJs. Yeah. Once you go magnetic, I promise you, you will never go back (laughs) to zipper snap anything. They are fabulous and they are this week's podcast sponsor. So let me tell you all about them. Simply Magnetic Me was created by two parents who are on a mission to make parenting and dressing easier. Something I think we can all get on board with. Simply Magnetic Me offers organic cotton essentials with innovative magnetic fasteners that make changing baby practically effortless. It's true. You may have heard of Magnetic Me and Simply is their new sister brand that offers the same beloved magnetic closures at a more affordable price. You can create a custom bundle on their website, combining the prints, styles, and sizes that you want with outfits as low as $15. The more outfits in your cart, the more you save. And trust me, babies need a lot of outfits. It's true. (laughs) Simply Magnetic Me also believes making good decisions for your baby means making good decisions for the planet, which is why their outfits are made with God's certified 100% organic cotton. The fabric is made without toxin dyes, pesticides, or harsh chemicals. It's as safe as it is gentle on baby's skin. Say no to snaps and head to simplymagneticme.com to stock up on no fuss essentials and use code MLN20 for 20% off your first order. Okay, next up on the do list, you want to get a good sleep, get a good night's sleep beforehand. (laughs) You know, easier said than done, right? 
I know you are going to be feeling all the things leading up to your induction, but try, 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 please, please try to get some sleep the night before or rest the day of. Um, if you're coming in at night, just try to treat yourself, pamper yourself, relax, like don't do anything too crazy stressful that day before, have a me day and just oh, try to go to bed early if you can, wind down nice and early because it might take you a little bit of time to kind of go to sleep because, you know, you got nerves, you're excited about tomorrow, but try your absolute hardest to get some sleep. And I do recommend putting that cell phone away. Here's why. Cell phones are cell phones, right? They can be distracting and wake you up and they're loud and buzzing if you're texting, whatever. But guess what? If your friends and your family know that you're about to be induced tomorrow, then they might be blowing up your phone. So you don't want to be blown up. (laughs) Okay. The last thing that you need when you are trying to wind down and get in your Zen zone uh, the night before your induction is to be like texting a bunch of people and answering phone calls and just you know, crazy. Okay. You just want to kind of silence and shut distractions and things out and just kind of go within, right? (laughs) I also recommend a nice warm bath or shower, anything that kind of calms you down. Okay. Everybody's different. Meditation, listen to some relaxing music. It doesn't have to be relaxing. If, you know, heavy metal relaxes you, cool. Like listen to whatever music you want to listen to or read a book, anything that just calms your nervous system. You want to do a lot of that the day before your induction or, you know, the day of your induction if you're going in at night. Next up on the do list is take a bath or a shower. Let me explain this one. So sometimes inductions can take a little bit of time. And I know how rejuvenating a nice shower or bath is just feeling clean. Okay, I'm not saying that we're not going to look at you sideways if you come in and you haven't showered or whatever. Like, who cares? It's not about that. It's more about, you know, feeling your best kind of going into this and knowing that sometimes inductions take a long time. And it might be a little while until you can just really like clean yourself and just like feel nice and clean and good. So this is obviously a personal choice, right? But I would definitely recommend just bathing, okay, before you head into the hospital, just for your own benefit. We don't care. Okay, number four on the do list is your birth plan. Yeah, if you have a birth plan, which I highly recommend, by the way, you guys know this, right? Make sure you have a copy and you review it with your support person before going into your induction. Be just, you know, while you're in bed the night before, you're like, hey, let's look at our birth plan together and just make sure we're on the same page. Let's read over it and talk about tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. Because you might have filled it out like weeks ago and forgotten something that you actually changed your mind on or I don't know. It's just a good idea to kind of get a little refresher of like, oh, yeah, these are the things that are really important to me and have that conversation with your support person, your partner. And hey, if you don't know where to start, maybe I'm talking to you and, and, you know, you haven't even made a birth plan yet. And you're like, how do I even start? I do have a free birth plan template. All you have to do is go to mommylibernurse.com slash birth plan and it's totally free. You can just download it and just fill it out. It's just a little template. Okay. I tell you exactly what to write and what not to write and have little check boxes. People love them. All right. The sound of that heartbeat means it's time for this week's segment of Birth Without Babies. 
This one is from Instagram. She says, I just wanted to hop on and say thank you, exclamation points, exclamation points. Your posts, reels, and emails were lifesavers during my pregnancy, and the epidural course was incredible. I feel like I had everything thrown at me during my labor, from back labor, stalling at six centimeters, and needing Pitocin, contractions not measuring strong enough, baby's heart rate dropping during delivery, and needing a vacuum assist while pushing to get him out safely. Girl, that is a list. Uh Uh-huh, you're not kidding. I felt prepared and comfortable though because everything had been covered in your course. That makes me so happy. Yay, because that could have been such a different situation, like such a different situation. Oh, that makes me so happy. I also cannot thank you enough for adding an oops, I went natural portion. Mm -hmm. Yep, all the time, you guys. I hear this all the time. (laughs) That's why I added this section specifically for this reason. She says, I also cannot thank you for adding that section because my epidural definitely wore off a bit and I felt everything towards the end. Your content helped me feel confident and helped ease any fears I had of giving birth. Oh, you're an actual angel and I'm so grateful for all you do. guys are so sweet. Oh, now if you want to have an even better birth, just like this mama, head on over to mommylubernurse.com to learn more about our three online on-demand birth classes. All right, next up is date night on the do list, of course. Yes, so I recommend moms try and sneak one last date night in with your partner the night before your induction, okay? And I know it's like, I'm not trying to say this is doomsday, like this is your last night alone, go and do a date and blah, blah, blah. Okay. There's definitely going to be time for date nights again at some point, but it could be a little while before you find your new groove. So take advantage of this time that you have this night before, you know, this date that you know is happening and go out, have a nice time with your partner. And it also might distract you, okay, and help you just calm your nerves a little bit. So I think it's a win-win in my book. And finally, on the do list is we want to have our hospital bag packed. Yeah. So I highly recommend having the majority of your hospital bag packed by like 35, 36, 37 weeks. That's coming from someone like do as I say, not as I do kind of person. Like I didn't pack my hospital bag until it was much later than this. But don't be like me. Do it early (laughs) so that you're ready to go if baby decides to surprise you because that certainly happens. I do know, though, however, that there are a few items that you can't pack until the last minute. And I do have a really good tip for you to make sure that you don't leave anything behind because I did it and I just feel like everybody should just do this because I would have forgotten a bunch of this stuff. But all you have to do, take a little sticky note, post-it note, and write down those last few minute things and just stick it on your hospital bag so you don't forget anything. You are going to have a million things running through your head the morning of or the day of your induction. Or for some reason, if your water breaks before your induction or you go into labor before your induction, you're going to be like, blah, 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 okay? And the last thing you want to do is try and remember all those like little last minute items. Maybe there's some toiletry of yours that you're like, I only have one of these and I need to remember to put it in my bag or your pillow. Like you don't want to pack your pillow that you sleep on like until you, it's like stuff like that. So have those sticky notes filled out on your bag, ready to go. And of course, I do have a hospital bag checklist too. If you haven't packed your bag, 
It includes everything that I packed and I have it like sectioned off by mom, baby, and partner. All you have to do is go to mommylibernurse.com slash hospital bag. It's just one word, hospital bag, and it's just a free checklist that you can download just like the birth plan template. All right, should we go on to the not list? (laughs) Okay, these are some things that I would recommend not doing before your induction. So number one is get the party started early. (laughs) So I'm sure that you've heard all of the tips and tricks to try and naturally induce labor. If you're planning on a scheduled induction, though, there's really no need to give these things a whirl. Maybe you are having a post-dates induction past your due date induction, and you've already tried all the things with, you know, no such luck. That's fine. I'm not talking to you guys, but, you know, and maybe you haven't. But either way, with an induction on the very near horizon, the day before, no need to do these things. It's okay. You're getting induced tomorrow. Don't tire yourself out. It's fine. It's probably just best to hold off and let your induction do its thing. I'm not talking to you guys like a few weeks before because you know that this is my spiel in terms of all of the things, right? I'm a fan of all the things and doing all of those things, even if you do wind up getting induced because your cervix and your body might be a little bit more ready once that induction day does get here, but like the day before, even like two days before, it's okay. Don't tire yourself out. If you want to have sex, like sex is cool, right? (laughs) You can do that unless it's really exhausting or something, but don't tuck yourself out. Just rest, relax, let your induction do its thing, you know, tomorrow, because before you know it, you'll be holding your little sweet baby in your arms. It's really like, it goes by so quick. Number two on the don't list is do not be afraid to ask questions and advocate for yourself. So remember, this is your journey, your birth, your day. Don't be afraid to ask questions, to speak up, to advocate for yourself and your baby. It doesn't matter if this is your first baby or your fifth baby or your 10th baby or however many babies, each experience is unique and different. And I highly encourage you to speak up if and when questions arise, okay? If it's before things get started, if it's during, whenever. I know that for some moms advocating for yourself, it feels awkward and it feels uncomfortable. And if you can identify with this, you will absolutely want to listen to a previous episode that I've done on advocacy. It's episode 117, and I just go through a bunch of advocacy tips. It'll just kind of make you feel a little bit more more empowered and comfortable with the thought of speaking up for yourself because it's a really important skill to have, but it can be really, really hard for people who just aren't comfortable doing it. And then finally, the last one on the don't list We're going to go back, you know, we're going to end with food. I know I already kind of talked about this, but we're going to end with food. Don't eat a big greasy meal. Don't eat anything that you don't want to throw up later. Throwing up is common in labor. And usually I see it with moms who are late, you know, in the game, like in transitional labor, seven to 10 centimeters. Okay. Or they've just gotten their epidurals and they're, you know, vomiting or a lot of times during pushing. If you have something really heavy on your stomach, you know, right before you come in, just it's not going to be fun throwing it up. You can eat whatever you want the night before. If you're coming in in the morning, you're fine. But I'm talking about like right before you go in, like in the morning, your breakfast, once you eat something light, like some cereal or, you know, fruit or just don't stop at McDonald's. And and I keep saying McDonald's, but don't stop at McDonald's and get like a bacon, egg and cheese 
biscuit, even though they're really delicious. Don't stop at McDonald's and get like a bacon, egg and cheese biscuit and two hash browns and like a bunch of coffee and orange juice and milk and, you know, just stuff that's really heavy. Um, Think light and stuff that doesn't give you a lot of indigestion. So there you have it. There are some do's and don'ts. These are the, you know, kind of the big ones. And one thing I do want to end with is some people really wonder whether or not you should take any of your daily medications before you come into the hospital for your induction. And some moms are on certain medications like for their blood pressure or their diabetes during pregnancy. So for this question, I do recommend running any and all medications, okay, by your provider in advance and letting them give you advice on which ones they want you to take, which ones to skip the day of your induction. Because I can't even say like, yeah, it's probably fine. Take them or, you know, you don't have to because it's so dependent on individual factors. And that's to say, too, if there's any doubt about something regarding your induction, what you can do, what you can't do, talk to your provider. They are most familiar with your pregnancy, your individual circumstances, your medical history, and they're really the best one to answer these questions that might come up. All right, that is it for this episode, you guys. Next week, I'm doing some second trimester questions. So be on the lookout for that. Doing like a little ask me anything, but specifically for my second trimester mamas. A lot of the questions probably could spill into like maybe third trimester, but we're not gonna be talking about labor and birth as much. More like pregnancy, right? So I'm kind of try and stick with my like mid-range pregnant folks, okay? I took some of the questions that I get in story question boxes and just random questions that you guys ask me and just kind of put a bunch of them together. And it's it's a nice little list for you. So I will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Let's do it. Already feeling a little more confident about pregnancy, birth and newborn life? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can continue to erase the unknowns and never miss an episode. And if you're looking for even more, Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Come join our community of more than a half a million moms for birth education, tips, and solidarity. You can find me at mommy.labornurse. Check out today's show notes and a searchable library of every Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episode at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. And while you're there, be sure to head to the blog to learn about our online birth classes too. See you next week. And remember, you can have an even better birth no matter how you deliver.